Hey friends, it's your pal Mike Shea from Sly Flourish, here with another episode of Sly Flourish's Lazy GM Prep. In this show, I go through steps from Return of the Lazy Dungeon Master while preparing for my Sunday role-playing game. In this case, I am running a really fun campaign called The Gloaming from Cursed Scroll 1 by Arcane Library using the Shadow Dark RPG role-playing game system. Shadow Dark role-playing game, role-playing game system. The Shadow Dark role-playing game. Fantastic system, really enjoying it and uh, having a lot of fun with this campaign. Very different from other campaigns that I've run, and uh, we'll talk all about it. This show, like all of the work of Sly Flourish, is brought to you by the patrons of Sly Flourish. Patrons get access to all kinds of stuff, like the City of Arches Sourcebook, Uncovered Secrets Volume 1 and 2, a dedicated Discord server, a monthly Q&A, a whole bunch of exclusive adventures, and a bunch of tools to help you run your games. It is a very low price, and it helps me put on shows like this. To the patrons of Sly Flourish, thank you so much for your outstanding support. Yeah, I'm in a weird, is it a weird spot with Shadow Dark? I don't think we're in a weird spot. So last session, the characters faced Mugdoblub. They got to level three. They managed to successfully rest. They talked to fairies or pixies that uh, are following Tatiana, the fairy queen. And they are, so now they've sort of picked up quests to recover items for Tatiana. And... Uh, at one, and then they they, they kind of stopped for a minute and the players had a conversation of like, wait, we have like a whole bunch of different quest lines we're following here. Are we supposed to be picking up magic items to return to Tatiana for passageway out of the gloaming so we can leave this world before it is eaten by, by Undaluk or Almazat? Uh, are we trying to close the gateways so that Undaluk can't make his way here? Are we trying to stop Mugdalblub? and save the village like what are the quests that we have and i i kind of had to explain to him so i had that sort of like let's pause for a minute just because an npc gives you quests doesn't mean you have to follow them and you may receive quest lines from different creatures that steer you in different directions and are contrary to one another and you get to decide which paths you're going to follow so i don't have a structure for this game that is so tight that it says when you pick up quests you should follow them but the example was they they got to level three they talked to the pixies they found out that they could pick up magic items in order to and use them as a as a as a like a like a subway card to get out of the gloaming before it's devoured by uh, Almazots. And they're like, okay, we have that. Write that down. And then they went and they faced Mugdoblub. And Mugdoblub immediately recruited them. Instead of killing them, Mugdoblub said, I want you to go recover the Well of Worlds from, I want you to go recover an artifact. You, you have proven yourselves far smarter than my other dippy followers. So I want you, and I demand that you go and find this magic item, which is apparently in the tower of the sorcerer, dude. Go to Haldren's tower in Finmere Lake and seek out an artifact that I, that I desire. It looks, it's going to look like a big piece of black fabric. Just get it and bring it here. And they're like, okay. Right, they were kind of like, I guess, I mean, I'm sure. And they're like, I don't know, I'm going to stab it. And they're like, if you stab it, you're probably going to die. I didn't say that, but they're like, yeah. It's a giant otherworldly ooze creature. You're probably not going to survive. So they, and then they saw the dagger, the, the, the knife, that there was a uh, sacrificial dagger, obsidian witchblade lying on the ground nearby. And they snatched that up and almost died just getting the dagger because they immediately started losing like constitution and their health and they're, ah, oh, right. And they're getting it and they're melting and they, they managed to cure that. But they picked up the witch blade. They gave it to one of the characters who, and it turned out it's her mother's. And I had mentioned last session that I was a little worried about 
uh, one of the, so one of the characters, Morrigan, uh, Morrigan Nightweaver has a mother who was burned at the stake by a bunch of yokel by, by actually burned at the stake by the Knights of St. Idris outside of town. And she has this image of her mother burning at the stake and it's kind of very, you know, and she, she's this warlock type who's, who's kind of connected to shooting the vial. And I, and I said like, wouldn't it be interesting if the dagger was her mother's dagger lying there? And then I was like, ooh, I really should talk to her and just make sure, because that kind of paints her mother in a different light than normal. That the whole idea is like, what if the Knights of St. Idris were right? Which is really grim, because, and I'm not super comfortable with that. They're not right. Like, you don't take a woman entire to a stake and burn her no matter what. But like, you know, what if her mother actually had done some bad things and was this kind of, you know, villainous witch? And I was like, I really want to talk to the player. And I forgot, I forgot to talk to her ahead of time. And then I, and then it bl- I blurted it out. It's your mother's dagger. And then I stopped and we took a break and I, I hit her during the break and I was like, Hey, are you, are you cool? If that's the case, is this all right? I meant to talk to you about it beforehand, but I forgot. And, and we can steer it differently. Like it's right now it's easy to steer. And she was like, no, it's totally cool. <laughs> Go with it. And I'm like, okay, great. And I thought she would because her characters have a tendency of going down some pretty dark paths in other campaigns we've run. So I was pretty sure that that'd be okay. But I, I meant to check in with her ahead of time before I had dropped in that thing. And I wouldn't have spoiled it, but I would have said like, is it okay if it turns out that your mother had done some pretty dark stuff? Or do you want your mother to be kind of an innocent who was, who was you know, burned by psychopaths? And why not both? turned out to be the answer so they picked up the dagger and they got out of they they and they they, they so they got and from the dagger they managed to get the pure essence of Mugdoblub into a thing so they they got the, the the liquid that they can use to save the village of wardenwood and now their quest is to go back and and do that which is kind of what i expected they would do but then they're like yeah we have all these other quests now and what do we do and, you know, the answer is it's complicated, right? It's not like it's not intended that you should now suddenly and they walked away and they're like, did we just become like did and did Mugdoblob, this horrible otherworldly entity just become our quest NPC? And everyone's like, I think that is what happened. Yeah. And they're like, huh. So now they've got sort of big batches of quests that they can do from different groups. They have Tatiana's quests. They have the quest of the Green Knights. They have the quest of Wardenwood. They have the quest of Mugdoblub. They have these different major paths that they can follow, which is fun, right? A lot of different faction kind of stuff that's going on. They can choose who they're going to support and what what path they want to take. They get to decide what they want to do with the world around them. And I think that that's, I'm, I'm happy with that the way that's going. But then I lost track of some of them too. Like the idea that they're trying to close the portals of Underluck and they remembered that we're doing that. I'm like, Oh yeah, I forgot the portals of Underluck. What was, what was the case there? So, so I need to kind of get my head around all of those things and, and, and figure that out. But so then they're making their way out away from, uh, from, from bitter mold keep. And uh, we're going to make a new session planning template here. Uh, once again, I'm using Notion to do my campaign planning. If you are curious about Notion, you can find information about using Notion for campaign planning in the notebook, in 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 the notes of this show. Uh, let's see, 19 November. So step one, we'll jump we'll jump into step, and then we'll get to the strong start, and I'll talk about what led up to the strong start because I have a really good strong start, which is you're facing a uh, green dragon who wants a lot of beer. How did we? How did that happen? Right now, they got another quest NPC, green dragon who wants beer. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll draw that line. 
uh, in a moment. So we have our characters. We have Sirwin, elf priest seeker, outcast who came to the gloaming looking for a new community, priest of Getty, the elf god. Kind of average, a little rough, probably between sources of bathing. Morgan Nightweaver, a zealot uh, elf warlock of Shun the Vile, uh, whose mother was, uh, she is branded, her mother was burned at the stake uh, at by the Knights of St. Idris. And it turns out her mother is the one uh, mother tore open the rift to draw or that draw not to draw in underluck or drew in uh Mugdoblob. i want to play with that because I, I i don't necessarily like the idea that her mother did it on purpose i mean we could do that but i don't know i think that that's a question uh we have Lickmack, a goblin wizard uh varro uh so goblin wizard who seeks Mugdoblob's the the cure curse for his villagers we have varro uh fighter jeweler who held the door at the tower uh and uh, is cursed by Mugdoblob. gim uh a former member of the science of knight of saint idris uh short and stocky dwarf carries a bastard sword twice his height fell away from the knights after they started burning people and dazdor whose background is jay's third character and we have the glorious dead Bug Juice, who was dragged through a fire trap while trying to be rescued and died. Phallos, who was killed by ooze under the town and became a cheerful zombie. Thinnel, who died in the acidic sand pit. Daisy, who lost the will to live in Bitter Mold Keep. That was the saddest one. And Ari, killed by a gelatinous cube. So we have, uh, so we have some, we have some, a uh, lot of deaths in this. Uh, I'm going to drag some of my old session notes away. I'll keep the last week's handy. So the characters are making their way back, trying to figure out who they serve and why and what they wanted to do while traveling back from Bitter Mold Keep to the main road. And along the way, they were one of the characters. They were we we used the new uh, rules that uh, the 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 travel rules that Kelsey had put out on the Discord server, on the on the <clears throat> on the Shadow Dark Discord server. Uh, and that gave everybody tasks and one of them was a marching song and one of the characters began to sing the marching song it was Varro started singing 99 bottles of beer on the wall I think it was 999 barrels of beer on the wall was the song uh, he began to sing and he's singing it and they're going through the woods and I'm rolling checks and he, he was not successful in his check which meant that the song was not really helping people get through and uh, I rolled for an encounter and I rolled an ogre. And so he stopped singing the song. And then all of a sudden the ogre that has been following him started singing it. And he broke into the woods and he said, where are all these barrels of beer that you keep talking about? I want some. And the characters are trying to talk to him and he's like, where are they? And he's getting really irate. And so they fought him and they killed him. They, they killed the ogre. He never even got a hit in, which is probably good because he probably knocked people right out if he actually hit him. But he killed, they killed the ogre and like, oh, that's good. And then they're making their way back to the road and they just get to the road and they just set up camp and a big shadow flies overhead because i rolled another random encounter and i hit a one again and i rolled on the check and it was a green a forest dragon shows up and i was like that's fun and i rolled and it was close and i rolled and it was curious i think was the motivation because you when you roll for an encounter this is something that is important to note with shadow dark is that you don't just and i know like a lot of people kind of mentioned this when i was first playing is that you you don't just roll for the encounter uh which you can see here right like i I rolled forest encounters i have a lot of good encounter tables in here and i rolled pretty high and i think it was uh, uh somewhere in here a forest dragon shows up 
Yeah, an irritable forest dragon slumps lazily through the woods, I think is what I rolled. And which was kind of true. But then what you also do, you don't just roll the encounter, you also roll distance, uh, how close they are, uh, activity, what are they doing, and reaction. And I think I rolled the 10 or 11 for curious. Uh, I think I rolled the two to four for hunting, I think, or something like that. And the distance was near. And so I'm like, okay, I can use that. But this is a good way to use this information to uh, get a better motivation for what exactly is happening in the encounter. It's good inspiration that you can use to determine what the uh, encounter is going to be like. Hey, my mom is here. Hi, mom. Everybody say hello to my mom. Check off your bingo square if you've got it. So, so I roll all that and then I had the, you know, they see a big shadow go overhead. They're like, oh my God, did we just make camp? And then bam, and it lands and this huge forest dragon comes out and it says, where are these 970 barrels of beer that you've been talking about? Right. And so, like, oh, and so it begins a strong start with where are those 970 barrels of beer you've been talking about says, and we need a green dragon name. What is, we'll go, uh, I don't know. We'll, 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 you know what we'll do? We'll roll a random name. Eight. Pike? No. Uh, Rairdin sounds cool. Rairdin the Green. So we'll grab that name right out of the, says Rairdin. Uh, forest Hewer. The Green and the Forest Dragon. They're going to be facing a Green Dragon. Rairdin Hops Lover. That'd be pretty funny. So that's their strong start is they face the dragon. Uh, the dragon wants beer, a lot of beer. Anything else that, it, it, the, so the dragon has a neutral alignment and is probably more curious than violent. I think that that's, I think that that's pretty good. So scenes facing rear forest hewer and his desire for beer. Traveling south to the, ha, uh, to Drusilla's. Uh, laboratory concocting concocting the uh cure for Mugdalblub's cures curse and then next steps right and we'll well uh, while we go through this we'll kind of think about what paths they can follow next and they have a whole bunch of different ones so i'm gonna have to be pretty on my toes for at least half of this game because i don't know where they're exactly headed and i probably if I'd thought about it, I should have kind of stopped during their discussions and kind of gotten an idea of what they plan to do once they've solved Mugdalblub's curse. I, sh I didn't think a full game out, right? You, whenever, here's a tip for you, if you want to tip something I've talked about before, but now you can see it in action. When you're prepping a game, it helps to know where they're going to go the game after the next one. So the example is I knew last game that they were going to go to Drusilla's hut, this, that that was where they're headed. But I, I should have gone one step further to be like, and then what? And I don't need like details, but I want to know like of these different paths, where are they going to follow? And, and this actually probably helps me figure out that like there are now multiple factions and the factions have quests 
and I need to keep track of the factions and the quests. And maybe that's time for a new notion page to do it. But basically I want to know, I want, cause I want to have enough to be able to prep the next game. So like in tonight, in today's session, they're going to have to make the choice of where they're going next. And then they'll go that way. And then I'm going to have to improvise up to a point which, you know, we'll see what we get. And then I'll be able to plan after that because they're probably not going to get through whatever the next big quest is. But they have lots of different, lots of different potential quests that are going on here. Uh, in fact, you know, it probably can't hurt to stop. And so I think I have like a factions page. Uh, but I, th I think what we're going to do is we'll just make a new page. And we're going to call this uh, factions and quests. And... Uh, we have one faction is Mugdoblob, and we'll put checkboxes. Acquire the Well of Worlds from the tower. Uh, what's the guy's tower? Uh, Haldren from Haldren's tower. I think that's the only quest they got from Mugdoblob. We have Tatiana, the Fae Queen, and she's got a few, and I forget what they are. Uh, a few different things that they can recover. So recover, one of theirs could be recover the emerald blade at, uh, and the location for that. Again, I think I have it in my notes. I think that's the Meyer Castle ruins. Yeah. Uh, that's one, but I think, they, I think they've got another one. In fact, I think they yeah, recover the six items of perfection. And I have three of these. Uh, already outlined. They know where three of them are, but they don't know where the other three are. So, but that is another quest for Tatiana, Titania. And then we have uh, the quest for the Green Knights. I don't, uh, Green Knights don't have a page. Uh, recover the Emerald. Inter, the, inter their remains. Inter their remains and recover the Emerald Blade at the Meyer uh, Castle Ruins. Then we have, see, so you can tell how complicated this gets, right? There's a lot. There's a lot of stuff going on here. Uh, Wardenwood, cure the Mugdoblub's curse. That's a big one. Uh, who did they receive the other quest? I guess for the gloaming in general is the close the gateways, right? Close the gateways of Undaluk. And there are two remaining. One at the Redthorn Bandit Camp. And then I think there's another one at, let's see, the Wolf Cave. Uh, and I remember some of the other ones, which I think I wrote down for Titania. So they got a lot of different potential paths that they can take. Another general gloaming quest is rescue Haldren. They don't know about this one yet. Uh, destroy or route Mugdoblub is another. I don't know if they have other. That's probably, that's probably enough. But, you know, holy cow. So in my notes... Uh, I think in last week's notes, I have like all of these locations. So I had these like next steps for, for last time, but it got bigger than that. Did I write in my notes? I did. Look at this. I wrote in my own notes. Thanks, Past Mike Shea. Past Mike Shea helped me out by writing things down because that came up during the session. I didn't know what that stuff was, but that's in my quests, the factions and quest page. And these are checkboxes. Whoops. There we go. So they have lots of different places they can go. Some of these overlap, right? Um, I think the, so, so one of the secrets, so some, some of the stuff I think they already know, if we're going to fill out our, uh, if we're going to fill out some secrets, is that uh, Titania seeks one magic item per person to get through and escape 
the gloaming before it is devoured by Almazots. Uh, Haldren uh, was, I think, I think I had this in the previous note. Let's take a look. We can, we can cannibalize some secrets. Yeah, these are, these are still good. So that's good. Greaves Redthorn. What we're going to do is we're going to copy. Wow, I have so many secrets. And we're going to copy these over and see which ones I don't need. Tatani offers free passage to the Realm Fae for magical treasures. One each. Recover before Almazas devours the world and sends it to Marrow. Haldren, elf sorcerer of Finmir Lake, sought an artifact to rid the world of Mugdalblub and save it from the jaws of Almazats. He hasn't been seen since. Greaves Redthorn seeks to bring Underluck and the Marrow Fiend into the world to speed up the process of Almazats' digestion of the gloaming. Greaves has some pain. He's, he's, he's got pain in his life. No one has heard from Haldren in months, but he's last seen in the southwest near the, near the vile well. What makes it vile? Let's find out. Mugdalblub is an essence of consciousness from worlds beyond the outside. They certainly know that. They met him. He's creepy. Kytheros found Mugdalblub while looking for various uh, uh, worlds in space and time. Ooh, M is his fault. So what if, I guess a question is, how is Morgan's mother involved? Was she working for Kytheros? Everywhere where Mugdalblub enters the world becomes corrupted by his ooziness and the worlds need to be destroyed according to Kytheros. The Lord of Time. We can always reinforce that. Mugdablub wants an object kept by the elf sorcerer is simple black cloth. Bring it to him. I think we are. Do we already have that? They certainly know that, but we'll keep it in here. Mugdablub has sent others, but wants to hedge his bets. We, they know that. I don't need to have two for them. Sorcerer Haldren has multiple artifacts kept in his vaults beneath the tower and lake, including the well of many worlds. Uh, we don't need that. Haldren has gone missing months ago, seeking artifact capable of ridding the world of Mugdablub, a sphere of annihilation. I think we have that in here now too, right? Uh... Yeah, we can get rid of that. Greaves Redthorn, Cult of Thunder, captured uh, uh, Haldren in the Vile Well because he wants uh, Mugdalblub to come and wants the world devoured. So Greaves Redthorn's a bad dude. Titania, the Fey Elf Queen, seeks artifacts. Yep, uh, artifacts of Haldren as well, and so did the Knights of St. Yidris. That's probably worthwhile. Haldren sought an artifact capable of this room. Didn't I have this in here? Yeah, I did. Morgan's mother, Rosalind Nightweaver, used the Obsidian Witch Knife to bring Mugdoblub into the world. Why? Tani wants the Emerald Blade returned to her. It was a gift from a Fae Queen to the Green Knight centuries ago. They know that, but I'm going to keep that. A uh, set of six powerful items as the artifacts of perfection are lost throughout the gloaming. So the cheat is that almost all of these are things they know. But boy, it's a lot of things. It's more than 10. Are there any other secrets that I need? Like they've already, they're swimming in so much information right now. I don't know if I need to draw more stuff in there other than like, I mean, some of these are good connections like that Greaves, Greaves Redthorn captured Haldren. That's good. We'll come back to that, I think. So the next steps are, uh, are the factions and quests. Now, are there any of these factions and quests that I want to reinforce? Like, you know, I want them to have choices, but I can steer them in particular ways. But I think we'll just go over it and kind of let them choose. I don't know if there's any... I mean, I think kind of figuring out Haldren's, you know, uh, uh, Haldren, going to Haldren's tower is pretty good. I should probably... I have a feeling they're going to head to Haldren's tower. So I probably want to think through what Haldren's tower is like. Because I, I think a couple of paths are going to be 
Uh, they go to Haldren's tower, realize he's not there, learn that he's going to seek out another artifact, go to the vile well, recover Haldren, recover his artifact, and then they can use it with this. You know, they're going to they, they're going to acquire the well of worlds and the sphere of annihilation are two really, really powerful items that they can use to fight against Mugdalblub. And I, I guess a secret, which is probably pretty important, is that uh, if Mugdalblub is forced out of the gloaming or destroyed completely using the Well of Worlds and the Sphere of Annihilation, Almazatz has no reason to devour the world. And Kytheros will simply forget about it because it, now, it no longer matters. That's a big secret. So uh, the big quest that they can have is destroy Mugdoblob. And, and, so the, and so there's really two things. Uh, but I think Undaluk's coming is too close to stop. The, the Herald must be defeated as well. So it leads a path towards like, where is this campaign going? But some campaign endings could be they get their magic items, they go to Titania, they hand them over, and they go to a beautiful fairy world. And that's the end of the campaign. The, the gloaming is destroyed. That's fine. Uh, another path could be we acquire the Well of Worlds and we require the, the Sphere of Annihilation. And you can either use the Sphere to push Mugdoblub out of the world or actually use the two of them in conjunction to destroy him in all worlds. And that will get rid of him. And then another fun secret. What if Mugdoblub is the sentient proto ooze from which Kytheros new worlds so if they destroy Mugdoblub they'll stop Kytheros from making more worlds this is big in scope for like a shadow dark grim thing boy the scope of this campaign is very very big if Mugdoblub is destroyed in all worlds Kytheros can't build any new ones so many secrets all right but what we do need to do is Dyson. We go to Dyson logos. We go to maps. We'll go to all maps. And we are going to look for something that looks like a wizard tower. A cool looking wizard tower. We already used that map for another tower. The infected spire. This looks like a cool uh, well of worlds map. I like it. So I'm going to open that up and save it as put it on my desktop uh, another tip to grow on is when you grab a dyson map and we go to our locations where are my locations and do we have the vile well we do so we go to the vile well we will put in a link so we know where we got the map in case we need it again dyson makes all of his maps giant ping files which aren't i don't know how he does his compression on them he makes them really small given how big they are uh but whoa when i export it but you want to export it pretty big i'm actually gonna crop this a bit just because i don't think we need all that but you want them really big because you want them to look good in a vtt when you zoom in but it's a great big image you can see how slow it's uploading that is a good map for the vile well we'll fill in the details later but then I need the tower. So here's here's an interesting... This is kind of cool. It's like a tower that's floating. What if his tower's like on the edge 
I kind of dig that. That's sort of neat. The Island Tower. I like it. Why not? Why shouldn't we? I'll save that. My, my trick for Dyson maps is grab the first one that works. You know, it's so easy to kind of like worry about every one of them. But I like to, you know, lazy way, fireman, you, you do fireman decision making. First, first solution that works is the one you do. You don't look for the ideal. You look for the first one that, that does it. So we got our vile well, Haldron's Tower. That's just my thought, by the way. If you got a better way of picking maps that's as lazy, please, uh, please share. Reposition. That looks good. Bang. Reposition. Looks good. Bang. So the Red Thorn Camp. I think we'll, we'll do a little dungeon there too, right? So what would be a cool dungeon underneath? This one I'm already using. This is, I think I've already got this and, and I've used that map before. Uh, the sh this is cool. Look at that. I like it. Man, Dyson, you're not here, are you? Sometimes Dyson is in the maps. Sometimes Dyson comes to the show. He's not here, but man, his maps are so good. They're so usable. So we're going to save it as desktop. And we're going to turn it from a ping to a JPEG. Say his name three times. Dyson logos, Dyson logos, Dyson logos. He did. He showed up before. He's been here before. So we've got some cool maps that we dropped in for the locations I think we're going to head to. There's a few others, right? There's those other, the other locations that they're going to. But you can see it really doesn't take me a lot of time to at least get a map. And really, like a map is, you know, a map is almost enough that you can improvise what you need. So the other locations, the Bone Cave, the Ancient Cairn, and the Mud Pit. I don't like Bone Cave. It's a cave of bones. And we are going to put it in a page. Uh, Gloaming database. Couldn't spell today. Location. So let's do a quick find a Dyson map. For the bone cave. So bone cave has bones in it and is a cave. Uh, this looks good. Pretty big. But like old crypts. I, I, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on board with this. Again, fireman style. First one that works. Yeah, I don't know why. Uh, so, so VTTs don't like the his compressed pings as well as JPEG. So I convert them all to JPEG just so I have the JPEG version ready to drop in. You know what I have been failing to do, though, is I said, oh, make sure to put a link in to the place, and then I didn't do it for the last one. I forgot. Just in, in case, for some reason, I need to get it again. Cave of Bones. What was the other? Uh, I already forgot the other two. Ancient Cairn. Ancient, ancient Cairn of what? Uh, let's, let's look. Why don't we look and see what the Ancient Cairn has? Uh, Serenia. Mother of the Circle. Ancient Cairn of Serenia. I don't think I spelled that right. The ancient cairn of Serenia. So now we need an ancient cairn. Keep scrolling. Probably not super big. That looks interesting. Look at that. It's like a dead Tarrasque. Cairn is going to be relatively small. And it's druidic. So like trees or things. Uh, I'm using this dead goblin hole map. The mud. This would be great for the mud pit. Uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump to a new one. And we're going to throw the mud pit in here. And... Because uh, I use this map for my Empire of the Ghouls game, and I love it. Think how much time you're saving every time you use one of Dyson's maps. Like, how long does it take him to make one? And how long does it take us to grab it and throw it in a game? Like, imagine having to draw all these maps. 
And I'm doing way more prep than I need to for the next session. I'm failing in my next session advice. But it's like, well, I kind of don't know where they're going. So for me to just kind of fill in all these locations with these maps, that doesn't take hardly any time at all, right? It takes just a few seconds. A couple minutes per map, maybe. So I still need an ancient cairn. A cairn. So a cairn would be like a tomb, uh, probably not real big. And again, they're a druid. So a small, one of his little index card maps would work really well. This one's kind of cool. The Temple Cave of Ruinous Ministers. It's more of a cave than a cairn. No one cares. Are you just using the name? It's very similar to the other map that was, they used for Drusilla's, uh, Drusilla's lab, but it's, it's definitely different. Uh, we'll use this one again. First one that works. One nice thing is that like all of my maps use the same style, right? So like, I love these maps and some people are like, oh, I don't like the black and white ones, but I like them because they work as battle maps when you zoom in, but they also work as big location maps when you zoom out. But it means all my maps use the same style and my players are used to that style. And I think it gives like an overall aesthetic to my game. You know, it feels like a cohesive game when, especially if you're running like shadow dark and everything's black and white, I don't do any color images. Every image I use is a black and white image because it's capturing that like, hey, we're playing in the 1980s sort of feel. So I think that's good. So I got lots and lots of maps. Let me look through the quests and say, are there any uh, so Bone Cave? I've got Meyer Castle Ruins. I don't have them. Do I have the Meyer Castle Ruins? I don't think I have a map for that. Uh, I do not. So let's do one more for the Meyer Castle Ruins. This one is an old destroyed keep. An old ruined castle. Look at that one. That one's cool. The Sanctuary of Zeus would actually make a really good lower level of the the Knights of St. Idris, the, the, the castle of the Knights of St. Idris. I'm not going to bother doing the whole thing, but uh, where is the Greywall Priory? Priory. Priory is over there. I don't know how to spell it. Yeah. We'll just bookmark that for later. Meyer Castle Ruins. That's not bad if we want a small one. This could be the upper floor, right? Uh, what I'm going to do is just to save a little time instead of going through the whole conversion. Whoops, that's not right. So I'll put a link to the Dyson map in there. I don't need to fill the whole place out right now. But I think that that's a good upper floor, but I'd like a lower floor where they actually interred the... These are kind of cool. Look at these mini dungeons. Lance Roberts mini dungeons Dysonized. Those are pretty neat. Uh, didn't I use this for something? I just want a lower floor, a little dungeon, probably not anything particularly big for the Priory. That one's a great big one. I kind of like this one. Uh, this one looks good for the Priory. I like this better because it's got multiple floors already built in. Now I'm definitely just wasting time. This one looks cool. Multi-floor. I like this one a lot. Yeah. Here's our, here's our gray wall Priory. No, this is the Meyer Castle Ruins. And we can get rid of this one because we already have, that one has both floors. Cool. All right, way up on a hill. I dig it. There we go. All right, what else do I need for my game? Uh, I think we're probably good. I don't know where they're going. I got piles and piles of secrets. I got locations. We got interesting NPCs. Monsters are in the thing. Treasure are in the thing. 
So I think we're fine. I think we've got a lot. We, we filled out a lot of areas. We at least got a bunch of maps of different areas that they could go to. And I don't know that they're getting to any of those anytime soon. So we'll see. We'll, we'll start to fill those out. That's sort of that, you know, I think that's probably more than I needed to do. I could have just gone through Dyson Maps, found a link and linked it. But and then I can go format the map and get it ready when I know that they're heading there. But what the hell? It was there. But I think we are. I think we're all set. I feel I feel good. I feel ready to run myself a fun Shadow Dark game. Friends, I want to thank all of you for hanging out with me today while I prepared for my game. If you enjoyed this show and you want to see more stuff like this, the best way to find all of the stuff I do is to subscribe to the Sly Flourish newsletter. It is absolutely free to sign up. You get an Adventure Generator PDF for signing up and you get a weekly RPG related email newsletter sent directly to your inbox with a bunch of links to all of the other work I do, including podcasts and videos and other products that I've been working on, stuff like that. You can also support me directly on Patreon. Patrons get access to all kinds of exclusive features, the City of Arches Sourcebook, Uncovered Secrets Volume 1 and 2, dedicated Discord server, a monthly Q&A, a whole bunch of great tools to help you run your games. Lots of stuff you get from becoming a patron of Sly Flourish. And you can pick up any of my books, including Return of the Lazy Dungeon Master, Lazy DM's Workbook, Lazy DM's Companion, Forge of Foes, and all the fantastic adventure books available on the Sly Flourish bookstore. Thank you all so much. Have a great day and get out there and play a role-playing game. Bye-bye.